Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to episode 82 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and this week on the workshop, we have a lot to get off our collective chests. We had technical issues to begin with, so you join us after we've wrestled with that and are feeling exhausted by it all. The big news is that Holly has tested negative today and is feeling super happy and looking forward to her first trip to Sainsbury's and also her first post-COVID run. We talk about how she should approach that and how we can both train and run our half marathon in Berlin sensibly so that we enjoy it and don't collapse. So yes, we start wanging on about the walk-run method and I get all finger-waggy with Holly about this. I also have a bit of a race report, having completed the Brighton Half Marathon, which, through no fault of its own, was a bit of an uncomfortable run for me. So we talk about injuries here too. We also, because of my experience here, talk about the things we have inadvertently said out loud while running. We finish this one up by talking about some of the things that annoy us while we run. I have quite a long list, so I've kept mine short. And in fact, this is something we're going to revisit next time. Please do join us with your own list of running grievances at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk. We would love to know we're not the only ones. Tell us your big hates. Then just two more things. Firstly, in case you've not noticed, we've launched ourselves in a slightly abashed way onto Patreon, as we need your help to keep going. Please support us with whatever you can at patreon.com forward slash women's running, and you'll get some lovely patron only perks. And some of you have already started supporting us, which is just lovely. So a big shout out to Rachel Stevens. I don't believe this is the Rachel Stevens from S Club 7, but you never know. Oh my God. God, could you imagine if it was? Also, Mary G, all the way from the USA, Naomi Corrieri Hobbs, sorry for the pronunciation, and Fabiola Garay. I want that name. Last things last, over on our Instagram page at Women's Running UK, we've launched Run for Ukraine because we want to do whatever we can to support people who need it most right now. It's really simple to get involved. Just run or walk 4K, 
donate £4 to the Red Cross and encourage four friends to do the same thing. Tag us, use the hashtag at RunForUkraine and raise some cash. Please help. Today's show is brought to you by Precision Fuel and Hydration, who help athletes personalise their hydration and fueling strategies so that they can perform at their best. They work with a long list of elite athletes like three-time Olympian Ailish McColgan and multiple-time Ironman champions Sarah Crowley and Emma Pallant-Brown. I had an advanced sweat test with Precision Fuel and Hydration's sports scientist, Abby Coleman, when I visited the National Running Show earlier this year. It turns out I'm average when it comes to the saltiness of my sweat, but my high sweat rate means I would benefit from drinking a stronger electrolyte drink during training and races. Everyone loses a different amount of sodium in their sweat, and that's why a one-size-fits-all approach to hydration simply doesn't work. Check out their free online sweat test at precisionfuelandhydration.com to get some personalised advice, or you can book in for the advanced sweat test that I did at one of their test centres. They also offer a free tool called the Quick Carb Calculator to help you understand how much carbohydrate you need per hour to perform at your best, as well as fueling products to help you easily hit those numbers. As a listener of the show, you can get 15% off your first order of electrolytes and fuel using the code WR15 when checking out at precisionfuelandhydration.com. That was very well timed. <laughs> so furious. I hate this thing. I hate this thing so much. Uh... But we're there. It's working at long last. We hope. Breathe in. Yeah. Oh, God. Breathe I need out. to do that today. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. I'm going to have a sip of water. I'm sorry if that's an annoying noise. We don't have to include no. my sip of water. That's all right. I don't think I've, I'm going to say that we haven't started yet anyway. So mm. um, I might turn my video off because you're glitching. I've got a horrible feeling it's going to go glitchy. Same. I'll do the same. Okay. Okay. Right. Talking to a beautiful pastel square now. It's quite nice. I quite like the this little thing it does to our videos. <laughs> it's calming Uh, it is calming so yeah hello (laughs) hello I've got so little to report because I've been a bit worried about running with covid so I've been sitting in my pajamas (laughs) but I tested negative today I didn't tell you that yet just this morning I had my first negative Oh, that's amazing. So what I does know. that mean? Does that mean you can go out? Or? Yeah, I think it means I'm free. I think Ooh. I can... I. Oh, God, sorry, doorbell. I'll ignore it because it'll be a delivery for someone else's flat. Um, <laughs> it's, my, it's my biggest beef. I get so annoyed about people, about being the concierge for our, our <laughs> block of flats. Oh, shut up. Oh, you're going to have to answer it. Okay, I'll be two sex. <laughs> Off she pops. Hello. I wonder if the delivery is actually for her. She's going to have to eat her okay, words. Brilliant. Can I just pass you in and you leave downstairs to the meeting? All right. Oh, I don't think it is. She's going to be so cross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Was it for you? It was for fucking us. <laughs> 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 and I 
answered with my cross voice. <laughs> and it was for Doug. Did oh. you then have to go all conciliatory? Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, sorry. God <laughs> bless you in. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think, though, I hope no one in my block of flats listens. I doubt they will. But I do think that people have <laughs> talked about the fact that I'm always in. Because once or oh, twice really? I've had someone ring and go, oh, you know, it says on the on the um, instructions to ring flat five if we don't get an answer. <gasps> I know. They know it's you. They know that I'm in and I've become... Oh, that one. She's always up. She's so lovely. She's always really kind to people. I know. I go, oh, of course. I'll just buzz <laughs> you in. You can leave it downstairs. And then I go, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it annoys me so much. It's so silly. It winds me up, especially when they ring and they don't say who it's for. They just go parcel, oh. and I go who for who? You could be you could be a a mass murderer. Yeah, and bear in mind that that flat five is actually five floors up. I mean, you've got a lot of stairs to get. Down I know to, to go down to see whether it's my bloody parcel. You're allowed to be angry, Hall. I'd be thank, absolutely thank you. Furious. Because Doug gaslights me and says I'm being an awful <laughs> human being and I'm not respecting delivery people and I'm over, I'm getting worked up over nothing. Thank you for validating me That's and being right. angry but you about are, it. You are actually an awful human being. I um, know. I'm yeah. a cross a cross woman TM. You're, you are. <laughs> but without COVID. So But without COVID. Oh that's amazing. So what's the first thing you were gonna do with no COVID? Where are you gonna go? <sighs> Probably Sainsbury's. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually really missed the supermarket. I genuinely am quite excited to go to Sainsbury's. Yeah. But nothing. I think I, I mean I think I might just go I might go to the pub or something. <gasps> What? I'm quite tempted to just see if Doug wants to go to the pub when he gets home. Outrageous. I know. I quite like a a pint in a pint glass oh. or a glass of wine in a in a pub rather oh. than a sort of slightly warm glass of something at home. Yeah, isn't so. that? I used to say, as a, as a grown-up, I used to sort of say to myself, I, I'd much prefer to have a posher glass of wine at home that doesn't cost the earth. But actually, there is something about a kind of... Uh, an overpriced glass of pretty gross Merlot yes. but in a pub. Yeah. Yes, nobody would have thought it, but when you're in isolation, mm. I mean, it's it's been so weird, Esther, as well. And maybe it's been more difficult because of seeing other people out and living life. Yeah. But how did we used to do this? Because I've been, I've isolated for two and a bit weeks, which is quite oh a, long time, cause, that is a long time. Because obviously, yeah, Doug and I tested positive a week apart from each other. So I did a week That's of weird, Doug's isolation and then 10 days of my own. What and did they do? I mean, what did you guys do with COVID in the middle of that? I mean, did he just like transform it, like transfer it to the curtains and then you picked I know. It it's, it's so strange. weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's really, really weird. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. Um, but I've got, I'm glad to have had it out of the way now. Um, as long as I don't get long COVID or anything, um, which I, of course, have lied awake worrying about. Aww. But I, I don't think is, is I think I'm, I'm generally feeling pretty good. It's just a bit of mm. a lingering cough. Yeah. And like I said in the last episode where we talked about this, mm. I think it's a bit scary when you've got that thought in your head of, of the um, nothing below the neck. Yes. That makes you a bit, <laughs> Sorry. bit worried. Sorry, it just reminds me of that my mum saying that. Oh yeah, yeah. When you go when you're going to your like disco at school. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's the same with COVID. Same with COVID, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wandering hands of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking oh. I will probably be um, brave enough to run this week, I think. I think. Yeah, oh, I think I'll start with a we've we've just launched our on the day of recording, we've just mm-hmm. launched our run for Ukraine campaign. And I think 4K would be a nice distance for me to give a go before I do anything more serious. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But even even with 4K, just take it really, really super slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, may, maybe run walk it or something. Because how long yeah. has it been since your last run? Oh my god, like two weeks two probably. weeks yeah yeah take I, it really I did slowly run once during the beginning of the isolation bit because I think I've been allowed to um go for solo exercise or with mm. someone in my household but then it wasn't long after that that I started getting funny cough was it so yeah. I haven't been since then so about two weeks very sensible yeah I would yeah. yeah I would definitely definitely take it really really cautiously and it's not because your fitness has disappeared into a chasm and it's going to take you just as long to build it back up again. That's not the case at all. In fact, the opposite is true. So, you know, your fitness is there. It's still there mm-hmm. at the base of you. It's there, but it will have retreated a little bit. I feel like I've slightly noticed it retreating a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but you're right. It is there. It is there. Yeah. And and when I say it's retreated a little bit, what I mean is it, it, it just it fundamentally won't take you as long to build up as as it has done mm-hmm. in the past because you've done that. So 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 don't worry about that and don't worry about kind of starting slightly on the back foot okay. and taking it super, super slow. I think it's so important right now for you to not go out there and and desperately try and run a 10K and 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 to berate yourself when you either don't complete it or it doesn't or it doesn't feel as comfortable mm-hmm. as, as you're as you're used to. I think just take it really, really, really slowly, really, really that first one particularly. Yeah. I know all of this to my cost. And I was bang on about that in a bit. So mm-hmm. super yeah, super. Yeah, I think slow. I do I do just need to go gently, don't I? And yeah. I think that the thing that's that's worrying me or was worrying me was Berlin and thinking mm. it was just gonna be the most horrible time if I wasn't trained up for it mm. but realistically I haven't got the time to train to a full half marathon level mm-hmm. from recovering from COVID yeah so I think I'm just gonna have to give it my best go and have a good time and actually I had a really nice email from Kate who's organizing our oh. trip um I know you know that that wasn't me telling you that wow um, no I'm, but... I'm gonna take an hour <laughs> but yeah she emailed me and said uh that she listened to our last episode um about this and um yeah she's just being really nice and lovely and reassuring and saying Mm -hmm. that she's been in similar positions and that it just you have to take stock of what you are able to do and remind Mm. yourself of why you're doing things in the first place yeah exactly Mm -hmm. oh god that's 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 a lovely thing to say and it was really nice and I think um, now more than ever, I know we've talked about walk running before, you know, ad infinitum, but I think um, what I'd really suggest is for you for the Berlin Half Marathon is to absolutely do walk run, but to mm. try and do it a bit more structured. So okay. I'd rather you started walking before you felt you needed to. Yeah. Um, and then if you if you put in place like if you know you feel comfortable running for 10 minutes then do 10 minutes 
and then maybe a minute of walking you know yeah stop before so so you don't like run for like four miles feel absolutely shite and then just stop yeah because that's going to be road to injuryville totally road to injury and road to feeling crap about yourself whereas yeah if you walk run walk run with a structured thing going on and it's it's really hard doing that in the early stages because everyone around you will just be running i mean by mile nine ten eleven loads of people will be walking mm-hmm. but if you start walking at mile one two you have to be really courageous in that decision because lots of people won't be walking and you'll probably yeah. get comments you know because i've had it before you know oh go on you can do it blah blah, blah. and it's like no no, no this I'm this jeffing. is my choice. Currently yeah. jeffing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I told my mum about the term jeffing because my mum has just <laughs> shout out to my mum who's just completed couch to five k. <gasps> hey, I know. So proud of her. Yeah. Um, and uh, she was saying that she had to walk around a couple of bits of it, even mm. for her kind of final. She 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 wasn't doing the whole thing running completely, mm. but um, I told her about jeffing and she absolutely loved that there was a proper term and that she felt like a, a true athlete rather than good not being able to do it I think it yeah psychologically calling it that and realizing that this is a, a choice to protect your body and yeah. to not push yourself further than you can be pushed is is really helpful for that isn't it and I just have to yeah. I will have to stay strong because I will definitely feel if some lovely German person goes you can do it schnell schnell <laughs> <laughs> then i'll i'll want to go schnell and i have to remind myself not to <laughs> not to and make sure that you use um you've got a running watch haven't you you have yeah, now, don't i've got you? a polar yeah. one mm-hmm. brilliant well you know you could even set it to intervals i'm sure there's a yeah. way in which you can do that or, or just a timer something to make to force you to stop before you feel as though you need to because that's the worst because you know when you're going for running it feels really really comfortable and you're like oh no I can keep on going for ages Mm. um and that's how you will feel so um but yeah you have to be really strict with yourself really really strict I did it once with Lex we went Mm. for a 10 mile I can't remember what was going on. Maybe one of us yeah, had been ill or was, it might have been when I had a bit of a sore hip. I can't remember what, why we decided to do it. But mm. we we fully jeffed a 10 mile once. And <laughs> and, it, and it was, it sounds, like a, it sounds like you're making a horrible mistake, doesn't it? Yeah. But we successfully jeffed um, a, full, a full 10 mile. And I think we did it so that we did two miles on. Mm. and then one mile off I think that's mm-hmm. what we did and it worked quite mm. well because it was it was kind of similar amounts of time yeah so we were quite literally half oh, running even yeah, yeah even though our distances yeah, yeah. were yeah. we we were kind of spending half the time running half the time walking and that was really mm. good so it was a 20 minute run which broken down is a nice chunk that feels mm-hmm. manageable yeah. and then a mile walk which would take us sort of another yeah sort of 15 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and so yeah it was a really nice way of um of breaking it up and it it felt that felt very purposeful and and it was still tough but you know it was it definitely was the right choice by that last couple of miles where we were knackered Mm. it I was really glad for it oh good so you you, I mean that's brilliant because you got that experience now so you have Mm. that kind of in your arsenal 
Um, but yeah, definitely. I think, <clears throat> I mean, try the next sort of couple of runs uh, as a kind of, you know, just run to feel, see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And then on, on, on maybe kind of your next longer run, then maybe see if you can kind of incorporate that slightly, maybe have a quick mm-hmm. Google and, um, do a bit of, you know, Google a bit of Jeffing. Yeah. Um, and have a look at the techniques that is suggested there. Um, cause I, to be honest, I, I need to have a bit of a Google as well. I'm not entirely sure what would be suggested, but, um, I'm all for running to feel. So if yeah. you feel as though you're okay running two miles and then walking one, then do that. Um, it's just quite nice cause then it breaks it down into so much more manageable, mm chunks doesn't it like psychologically yeah. I think that would be good for me as well to be like you've just got to run until the two mile point that's nothing mm-hmm. and then I can completely like when you go to a spinning class and you start again you know when you turn the resistance all the way down again for the next yeah. song and it's like oh yes that's kind <laughs> of what my walking can feel like that it's yeah. like I'm turning my resistance all the way back down again and I'm having a little bit of a moment to have a drink and a breathe and yeah. then I can tackle my next two mile chunk. Absolutely. And, and um, yeah, you said about the kind of um, having a drink that it, it does give you the opportunity to have a little something to eat, have something mm-hmm. to drink and kind of regroup and yeah, t- just take another bit of distance off. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, so you're, you're I'm close just to sorry finish. that this probably means that you are going to have to wait for me for about three hours to complete my half marathon. <laughs> you're going to, which, you know, there's no shame in taking three hours to run a half marathon. I've taken three hours to run a half marathon before, but you definitely will be less than that. And I hope <clears> you <throat> aren't bored. I will not be bored. I will not be bored. And I don't know how much less than that I'll be running mine in, to be honest, um, mm-hmm. after this current weekend that's just gone. Um, oh. <laughs> Tell me about, yeah, give me your news. I've um, dominated the headlines with, with you have COVID. That's fine. I think you should do. Um, I haven't had COVID. When I have COVID, I, I thoroughly plan to dominate the headlines as well. Um <laughs> I um do, have I have we been through local landmarks? We have done, haven't we? So I've done. So yeah. that was yeah. So I did that. Um, so yeah. So so this weekend just gone was my Brighton half marathon. Um, oh my god! Of course, of course, yeah. of course. Um, I have heard a, a a couple of bits from you about it, but not the yeah. full story. I've tried to keep it short so that I can tell you on this basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> It was kind of it was my failing body um, which proved it proved the kind of it to be a, a slightly uncomfortable run basically. Um, so I'd kind of done my hip in I don't know about three four weeks ago. Started feeling this kind of bursitis in my mm-hmm. left hip. Um, Self diagnosed. Haven't been to see anyone. You know, I, I never ever practice what I preach. Um, <laughs> and uh, so because of it, I'd done a couple more runs like with it and then and I did that I did the local landmarks um which ended up being fine because I'd taken it really slowly and I yeah. sort of stopped to take photographs and stuff but I did a couple I did one more after I did one more run um which I tried to tempo and um and I still and got that kind of horrible hip feeling again and that was on the Tuesday before the weekend so then I just stopped running. I didn't do any any more running until the yeah. half. Um, did some strength training. I think I might have done a tiny bit of yoga. Um, not very much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it just meant that when I was on the start line of the Brighton Half Marathon, I felt a little bit underprepared. Like I could, okay. I, like I wish I'd done a, you know, I, I wish I'd had another chance to do like another run ahead of then, I think. Um, and my hip, I could still sort of feel it a bit. Um, but yeah, anyway, but Brighton Half, um, it, it was this like, I mean, I, I know Brighton quite well because my mum lives yeah. near, near in Hove. Um, and it was, um, so it was really lovely to be able to do it because I'm kind of familiar with it, familiar with the landscape, but I've never actually run the half before. Um, and I mean, it was, it was this glorious, glorious sunny day. It was absolutely amazing, but it was bitterly cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not great with cold. So there was just a bit at the beginning where I was, you know, sort of in the pen and waiting to run. And I don't, where, where I was kind of right towards the back, um, we didn't set off until kind of close to quarter past nine. Yeah. And I'd, I'd been there for about an hour by that stage. Oh God, that is very chilly. <laughs> so it's really chilly. So I remember clocking that my hands thawed and I was wearing gloves. They thawed about mile five. Um, but my feet didn't until about seven, till mile seven. So it just so a lot of my concern while I was running was, am I going to snap my toes off because I couldn't actually feel them? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's nasty. I know. Um, but the course itself was it was really lovely. It was mostly flat. There was a little bit of an incline, but that's right at the beginning, and that's quite nice because it means that then you almost immediately have a bit of a runny downy bit. Yeah. Afterwards, so that was quite good. So it's, yeah, it's nice and flat. Um, and, and, and it was lovely, you know, you run past some really, really lovely, really pretty Brighton sites. You run right past the pavilion, um, which is, you know, that's lush, pretty bloody gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and lots and uh, lots of beachfront running as well. Um, the last three miles were an absolute killer because <laughs> they were an absolute killer, but also cause that's where you sort of switch back and you run back up, um, up the front and, um, and there was a headwind oh, and I God. just re- I remember as we turned like so I wasn't it wasn't massively crowded or anything there were loads and loads of runners but I was in, in a spaced out bit and as we turned round, um it sort of you know t- did a u-bend to get onto this um a u-turn a u-bend that's what you get in a loo isn't it um a u-turn to get onto the front um I just and the wind hit me in the face. I went, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> <laughs> and clocked that there were children waving flags and trying to be jolly on the side. And I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> um, oh, sometimes yeah. doing that though is is really helpful. I've definitely on runs, um, audibly whimpered. Yes, is one. Do you yeah. do that? Yeah, it just helps, doesn't it, to be like, uh, yeah, sworn aloud. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I think uh, being able to express your frustration and feeling like, because you feel like you are the only person in the world a bit, don't you? Yeah. When you're go- and, and yeah, very, very much relate to not thinking about the fact that there might be <laughs> small children or anything around and yeah. just losing any sense of care for any of that. Oh, yeah. And, and there were lots of kids. There were loads of people out. So that was... That was really nice. And do you know, it's really good. lovely actually, because my mum's been living there for, in Hove for about 20 years or something. Mm-hmm. And I think she's, I think she's kind of been in attendance to the odd, like either the Brighton Marathon or the half before, um, briefly. Um, yeah. but, but she really, she was talking about it afterwards and just saying it, 
it was so lovely to see Brighton and Hove out in such full force and what a kind of lovely community spirit it kind of embodied, like, you know, all the runners, but all of their families yeah. um, and the amount of personalised signs that were out, but also the amount Aww. of signs that weren't personalised. They were just for us, which was, I thought was really sweet. That's and, lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. There were a couple of kids that were holding up like big power up buttons and, um, Oh. I was in my little pain cave for a good deal of it, but I must admit mm-hmm. when I saw the, the little dudes holding up those signs, I thought, oh, bless your Yeah, boots. that would give me a little yeah, an so audible I, whimper. I did go and, and, and tap their power-up buttons and do some oh, high fives. It made me feel so, so much better. I loved it. I'm so excited for that, for the races yeah. that we've got coming up. Like, again, yeah. just you know regardless of training not going to plan or whatever mm. else happens, like showing up on the start line and seeing all of those people is such oh, a lovely. nice feeling and it doesn't um, matter yeah. if you're the last person or if you fall over or if you hurt yourself no not at all they're not you know they're not going to judge you they're just there to cheer you on absolutely and 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 so that that thing where um like you know I've heard like one piece of advice about running um the London Marathon was you know make sure you got your name on your on your top so people will call it out and um, mm-hmm. I stand by that. I reckon we we should definitely do that for Berlin. We should. I, think I was going to say though. Remember those? Remember when we had uh, our vest that we had for Bath Mind when we were running? <laughs> yeah. And I had my full name. <laughs> you did. That was so funny. <laughs> that was quite funny because I would recommend having your name, but not necessarily your full name because it was very strange when I heard people go, "Come on, Miss Holly Taylor." Miss Holly Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just the first oh. day is fine but um yeah no it's just I think it's that kind of it's embracing the fact that people are getting uh, you know that 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 people watching are getting quite a lot out of your response to them as much as you're getting the kind of encouragement from them mm. so like high-fiving little kids um stopping to take a jelly baby all of that it kind of makes their day as much as it makes yours um it's a really nice kind of all-inclusive so there was there was loads of that in Brighton there was was also what I liked um within a kind of couple of seconds of me effing and jeffing on the corner there we were running past all the kind of lovely Brighton beach huts um and uh, I just remember seeing there was like a couple of groups of people who clearly had beach huts that were standing around. To me, in my memory, they're wearing tweeds. I'm sure then they weren't, but they looked incredibly <laughs> posh because they were all like drinking Buck's Fizz out of proper glass. Oh, you know, I'd like glasses. to be them. And it was all sort of, oh, jolly well done, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, well done. <laughs> Which I th- I'm sure they weren't. I'm sure they were dressed quite normally but um oh no yeah. I, I I like this image <laughs> let's so keep it yeah so nice. and I got <laughs> I got at the end and that was I was in big pain towards the end I, ju- I just felt very very underprepared and I wonder if there was a hormonal thing there or maybe I was just under under trained I'm not sure but anyway I, I limped over the finish line and mm-hmm. the medal you get is awesome. Shall I turn my video back on so you can yeah, see so it? Yeah, so I can see. I think I've seen it on your Instagram, but let's have a look. I'm not sure if you ha- I don't think I've put it on my Instagram. Oh, maybe not. Maybe that was your landmarks one. Uh, oh, yeah. Hang on a minute. Can you see me? Yeah. Brilliant. Can you see that? <gasps> oh, it's so cool. I know, isn't it? Oh, it's really arty. I know, isn't it? 
I love again. it. <laughs> I know. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favourite medals, I think. Yeah, really, really cool. But, yeah. but sea, seagull with sun? Seagull with sun. Seagull with sun. Yeah, so it's it's square and it's a very good colour. It's a very kind of corally kind of red with a bit yeah, of blue. Yeah, very and, poppy. Yeah, and, and just a really nice logo, really nice seagull lo- logo. And it's just, yeah, it's just awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, very kind of very artistic very it is i'm super I chuffed love with it, it. i very love bright, it very brighton very brighton i very feel brighton. yeah and, and i bought it home and the kids were immediately like can we have it and i was like no no you can't <laughs> <laughs> you can so. run 13.1 miles if you would like to have one of your own yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> The National Running Show is a home for runners, no matter how far or fast you go. Join us at Farnborough International on the 7th and 8th of May for inspirational speakers such as Paula Radcliffe, Shakira Akabusi and Joe Pavey. The latest kit, cutting-edge technology, expert coaches, the best races and a host of tasty nutrition all under one roof. Go to nationalrunningshow.com and enter the code ANTHEM for free tickets to attend. <laughs> oh, uh, how cool. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah so I am chuffed. So, but now I'm facing, I mean, what have we got? What is the date today? Oh, a oh, horrid, horridly about, short amount of time. It's about a month, isn't it? It's about a month. It's, it's exactly a month, I think. Yeah. Maybe, so, maybe a month and a day. So yeah. maybe a couple of... Uh, um a couple of weekends of long runs and that's probably about it isn't it so i am planning to mm. do 10 miles this weekend mm-hmm. really slowly really slowly cool. um and one thing i did think about was that the the long run i did before this half marathon i'd done i had done 13 miles in training and um and it was fine it was fine. I, I I did a kind of a usual route that I do. I came back and I sort of crowed to Dave. Oh, I did that in two hours, 10 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And I sort of said, oh, that's, I was doing that as a really slow, ploddy run. It was really easy and it was still faster than my first ever half marathon when I was 31. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, and, and I didn't, I didn't get that time at the Brighton Half Marathon and it was really, really painful, really yeah. painful. But I think that's, I think, um, one thing I think that I need to be aware of, maybe both of us need to be aware of is if we don't know the course, you know, if we, if we're not familiar with mm. the course, it, I think it can feel more difficult, even if it's really flat. Brighton was pretty flat and it still yeah. felt really difficult because i just didn't know where the miles were and you know like if you run a really familiar route all the time I'm like I know that that's five miles I know that's six miles I know I know where things are even with mile markers I I just wasn't like even in my head at the Brighton Half Marathon there was a sign obviously which said 13 miles so I got to 13 miles and I was looking at the finish because obviously that's only 0.1 ahead right but in my head, what was going around my head was like, that is not point one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is way further than point one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. miles away. It just doesn't feel right. So I think, I think we just need to be really, really careful and really kind to ourselves that it will feel different and potentially more difficult 
than our usual training runs because we mm-hmm. just don't know the landscape. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and part of that is actually quite nice. I think that that maybe allows more mm. for you to be able to switch off and I tell you the, the thing I really like about race as well is having mm. those mile markers even mm. if I don't know when they're coming up mm-hmm. at least you can completely zone out and think you about can. whatever you want to think about or listen to whatever audiobook you want to listen to mm-hmm. because it's all done for you it's done for you yeah that yeah. is nice isn't it like, I don't nice. know if I'll even need my watch because mm-hmm. I think I'll probably be able to go mile one mile two walk till I get to the mile three marker mile four mile five and I love that I just I Mm. really enjoyed that the first time I did the bath half that part of my stress was trying to work out where 10 miles would be and that how I could add an extra one on if I messed it up and having to keep my Strava on and and then make sure if I was going into a tunnel that I was accounting for that or whatever Mm -hmm. And I loved for the first time doing a proper race where I had mile markers and I didn't have to think about it. It was just all decided for me. Yeah, it wasn't. Do you know, I, I remember when I did, um, I did a 10K in Loch Ness a few years back. And when I did that, um, because it was quite, they were doing a marathon at this, on the same day. And I think, um, I think that the 10K was uh, just, it was just a smaller event. Mm. And, and, and the kilometre markers were, less obvious um and we don't uh, like that so, so what well I mean I mean it was fine it was fine but um I missed one and so oh. I do I do remember running and just thinking oh my god it's taking me kilometer of your life to, you know what's going on and then of course when when I did see the next one I was like woohoo I'm you know I've <laughs> I'm further along than I thought. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe I was just running behind a very, very tall person. I'm not sure. I can't remember where they were, but um, (laughs) I missed one completely. But um, but yeah, so we got we got another month. Yeah, and I'll let Um, you. I'll I'll let you know how that 4K goes. Yeah, do you know? I think I can. We can we can decide what my plan is. In a more concrete way, when I know how much I've kind of lost from this COVID period. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's also oh. dull though. Is, Recovering, isn't it? isn't it? Recovering is dull. It is dull. Oh, I t- should I tell you something else that I was doing as well over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks? Um, so, um, you know my running group. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a really small running group, and um, I've been doing it after school drop-off oh um, I didn't know this yeah. I didn't know you'd kicked it off I did it really furtively I just put like a little I just little shout out um on the school whatsapp groups just mm-hmm. to see who who fancied doing it and, and we I did talk just... about that I remember because I remember you yeah. being you slightly having one of those where you send the text and then you throw your phone across the room yeah <laughs> yeah it was one of those um and first of all I was like um, I, I didn't quite know what to do with it, and I think I think what's going to happen is it's just going to become it's just it's just it's just evolving into a nice regular ploddy run. I, I had all these highfalutin ideas of kind of training people, and in the end, I've decided to back away from that idea mm-hmm. and to just encourage people instead. So um, I have an enormous group of three women. <gasps> I know. That's great though. I know. And so we meet up 
uh, on a Monday after drop off, mm-hmm. and we run walk for twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, sort of. I love it. Um, and so for me, this gives me these two slightly uncomfortable changes. One of them is run walking, mm-hmm. which is not my thing, mm-hmm. um, and should be my thing because it's a good thing. I highly and the other recommend one, it. I, we, and so do I. And I should bloody do it. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I know. Regularly. Other, I know. I know. I mean, oh, God, the things that go on inside my head. And then the other thing is running in a group. Mm-hmm. So um, those two things are things I don't do. And those two things are things I've now been doing for the last um, three, four weeks with a gap in the middle because of half term. And it's been truly lovely. Actually, I love that. I'd really, mm. really like to run with a group. I'd yeah. really like to run with a group. I didn't. Well, because I've, I've done it before. But the, the thing is, I, I just haven't found my tribe, I think, is the thing. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I, I had there was a running group I joined maybe about 15 years ago. And it was it was really harsh. That was wasn't very, the one where you had to do a bleep test, was yeah, it? Yeah, think, that's weird. I think, from speaking to Anna Harding recently, I think it's what's known as a Cooper's test. Mm-hmm. which makes me think of boobs, but I think that's a ligament. Um, but co- <laughs> So this wasn't testing my boobs. This it was, was testing you a ligament. <laughs> the, the Cooper's <laughs> test was to do with running around in a circle for 10 minutes and then seeing how far you'd got to. So, um, and wherever we had placed at that point, they then kind of Put you um, in a, streamed yeah. us, essentially, according to, to fastness, which was just... I prefer bloody horrible bleep, yeah I don't like that and yeah. I I think let's call it bleep test mm. and then people can insert whatever yeah. word they want to describe that kind of yeah, thing I, I have a word but I'm not yeah, going to say it here me too me yeah. too because my mum might listen to this it, one exactly but, um, it's one of those yeah, yeah, not, yeah. it's a bleeping test yeah <laughs> I did not enjoy it. And I hate so, the idea of, of something like horrid. that. I it's really horrid. hate that. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it turns out I am competitive, but only when I know I'm good at something. And me I am too. Not... Otherwise, I just cry. <laughs> and I'm not good at stuff. Like when I when when people push me into doing something that I'm not good at, and yeah, then it's just it's just a really sad sad thing. So that was mm. my first group running experience, apart from cross country at school, which clearly was, you know, something that. Um, has scarred me for life because it does yeah. that to most people I think mm-hmm. um so so that was those my first two running group experiences and then I had one more recently where it was a um a really lovely group but I don't know I I, I just felt I just feel so uncomfortable in in kind of big group situations I wasn't quite sure how to do it but this mm. because it's just it's either two or three women um and because of the walking breaks it gives you the opportunity to talk yeah. and because you're walking shoulder to shoulder rather than sitting across a coffee table it's fine like if if you're kind of a little bit inadequate in social situations which i am it kind of allows you to kind of talk in a much more free way yeah and there's a common purpose which is let's get to the end of that road or let's just run to that lamppost or let's it's something you know. to already kick you off in a discussion about, you know, it's a, yeah, mm-hmm. good, good, good starting point. Oh, I yeah. love that. And I think as well, the fact that uh, potentially the difference as well is that you're, you're doing, you're lowering your expectations of yourself mm. a little bit rather than yeah. the other way around. Like, I think that, that of course, pushing ourselves is a good idea and, and, you know, 
we we all want to improve at whatever sport or discipline or whatever that we're doing is Mm. but like a lot of the joy of sport in my childhood and I know it's the same for you was sucked out by competition Mm. and thinking you have to be the best otherwise you're not there's no point you doing it yeah and so flipping that and and doing something that for you is actually slightly slightly uncomfortable for the opposite reason because you've got to slow yourself and and pace yourself a bit more Mm -hmm. I think that's probably quite nice and refreshing it's do you know what it's really refreshing because it's like yeah they like they've asked for like little bits of advice which has been flattering um but it also it kind of enables me to like if I want to have a day off exercise and uh, without kind of berating myself, I can mm. use that as my day off. I know it sounds really ridiculous, but it's kind of because it's basically it's 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 kind of at the moment we're kind of quite early on in our couch to five k, so we're, I'm kind of leading them to do sort of two minutes running and one minute walking or something like that, and we're, yeah. we're kind of repeating weeks mostly at the moment, um, so people can kind of catch up and stuff, and and just it means that I'm kind of getting seven or eight thousand steps in before I sit down at work mm-hmm. and when I do sit down I I feel as exhilarated as if I just run 5k so that's lush it just it kind of I think it goes to show that making it's kind of you know getting out there and just doing something just doing anything yeah kind of, it has a profound oh, completely effect, even just like I went and sat with the extent of my exercise as uh, on <laughs> Sunday it was quite a nice day and I was feeling really trapped inside and really claustrophobic and I went and and took my book and sat in the park for a bit mm. and I walked up the hill to get to a nice spot and then I sat and read for a bit and then I walked down the hill even doing a little walk up the hill and a sit and a little walk back yeah. after doing almost nothing for the last two weeks, yeah. I was so exhilarated. And I think Aww. that's the point, isn't it? Is is not the fact you know? Is is not the fact that I didn't run up the hill? It's mm-hmm. the fact that I got all of those lovely endorphins flowing because my muscles were working again and I was slightly out of breath and not because of panic attacks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is really, really nice. Really nice. But yeah, yeah. that was um, me deciding to hijack that and make a story of sort of lifting myself up for walking (laughs) up five minutes up a hill. But (laughs) all applying to what you were saying about the fact that it yeah I don't think it matters what you do does it it's just if you if you get your brain going with reminding it that exercise can be quite fun yeah (laughs) then you've won yeah then you won (laughs) (laughs) um you know what I was going to do as well I was going to drag us from our like our lovely position of sort of talking about the wonderful mental health benefits and physical health benefit benefits mm-hmm. of running and how group running is glorious and how runners are amazing and how we're amazing um and I was going to turn the conversation around completely mm-hmm. um so that we could have a nice big slag off at the end of our podcast oh like I love that? a big slag off that's brilliant e- more joy more joy <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we good. slagging off today right well anything you like because <laughs> one thing I've had in my notes that I've wanted to talk to you for ages about is the stuff that annoys you when you're running oh okay because I have a list actually 
um, because things really, really annoy me generally, but very specifically when I'm running. We've come full circle, actually, from me being highly irritated by the cheek that somebody might buzz my doorbell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. To sim- <laughs> it's going to be similar levels of pettiness, my things, I'm afraid. Oh, good. Right. Can I, can I just kick off? Because I've yeah, just, go remember- for it. I've just go remembered for it. one. Um, and this, <laughs> only because you're talking about someone buzzing your doorbell and expecting you to be kind of lovely yeah. when, you, when you've had to kind of move your ass to, to answer the doorbell and potentially run down five flights of stairs to pick it up. <laughs> One thing that irritates the absolute crap out of me, and this has happened to me possibly only twice in my mm-hmm. whole running career, um, but when it has, I have been incensed. And it's people, usually tourists, stopping me while I'm running Ask me directions. No, have you heard that? (laughs) Yes, that's so cheeky. And they don't even have the the audacity. They just don't even notice the fact that I am scowling at them as if they are dog poo. And and I'm still like it. And one at one point, I was running um, again to listeners that who are not in Bath. This will make no sense. You're just going to have to bear with me. But I was running along Julian Road. Mm-hmm. And some someone stopped me on the corner to Marlborough Lane, yeah, where, where the Marlborough Tavern is, yeah, and said, "Can you tell us where the Royal Crescent is?" Right. Now, <gasps> oh, you idiot! <laughs> <sighs> now, for everyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about, there, it's behind you, essentially. Quite it's literally, gonna... <laughs> it's behind you. Yeah, <laughs> open your eyes. How about you open your eyes? That's some direction for you. <laughs> but then, but also going through my head was, would you walk into someone's gym and ask someone on a like elliptical trainer, mm. can you tell me where the Royal Crescent is? And I mean, you wouldn't. So why have you stopped me mid? No, on a run. On a I run. think it's a. They know you're a local because you're running, and it's you know maybe less likely that you'd be running around a city if you were on holiday. But completely agree. I think I love being asked directions. I don't know why, but I love being asked directions. It makes me feel like a proper person. But I would hate that while I was on a run because I hate it. there's already so much else going on that you're thinking, please, can I not have to stop for these traffic yeah. lights or this? I don't want to stop for somebody who can't see through their retinas exactly and i was asked once by a woman who was driving a car so she pulled over and i thought and and kind of to to kind of quite intimidating that yeah exactly so Mm. so kind of to move away from the kind of lightness of this it was a bit like don't pull over in your cars and ask a lone female runner directions i mean even if you are a woman driving it's like you will find someone else who does not look like a lone woman running to ask you know and there are shops there are yeah and go you know into what? a shop. There's bloody GPS and there are maps and you know, like just, just have some initiative. About. Exactly. For or God's come sake. and ask me because I love giving people ask directions. Holly because she ask loves me, it. But not when I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> so that's annoyance number one. Tell me, all right? Okay. Your go. Right. Mine is <laughs> this is this is kind of this this is potentially a bit controversial because this is a, this is against other runners. Oh. I don't like when people don't smile back at me. <gasps> it really upsets me. Yeah. Because it it feeds into my imposter syndrome and makes me feel like 
I'm sure there's another side to this. I'm sure there are mm-hmm. plenty of runners that similarly to us talking about being asked directions mm. would think, I don't have time. I'm not interested in smiling at other people. I I just want to get on my run. But it feeds into my imposter syndrome. I always smile at runners when I go along because it gives me a bit of a boost of, oh, look, we're runners together, aren't we? I'm just as good as you. <laughs> Oh, um, when they don't smile back, it makes yeah. me think that they're going. No, I, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not as good as me. Yeah, what are you doing I, here? I know exactly what you mean, and I think because when you start running, mm. you uh, there are some parts of the running community that will have you believe that every runner will now hug you because you are also a runner. And that is not necessarily true because a lot of people, I mean, there are many reasons why people won't smile, like mm-hmm. being, yeah. intro, being introverted or, or whatever. And, and also I know to my cost, I have the same exact same fear as you, that if I, particularly if I'm looking towards a runner who's coming towards me, if I'm running and they're running towards me, but they are clearly a fast and athletic kind of runner mm-hmm. um, and, and totally you know, out of my league running wise, I sometimes think, am I allowed to yeah. smile at them? Yeah, maybe I'm not me too. Sure. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a bit like, you know how like if you're driving um, a Beetle and, and you're allowed mm-hmm. to wave other people that are driving a Volkswagen Beetle, um, but that wave does not cross over to any other kind of Volkswagen. <laughs> it's only the Beetle, so, right? So, we, so you maybe... can't wave at a Polo no. or a Golf. Maybe yeah, part-timers if... are only allowed to smile at other part-timers. <laughs> yeah. And how do you, how, what kind of radar do you need to have on your head in order to know who is who? I know. Apart from well, them. if someone's wearing a sort of Harrier's vest, yeah. then I'm probably not going to, I'm not going to give them a big old smile. I, I'll probably <laughs> yeah. let them get on with it. But normal runners mm. doing their thing. Yeah. Oh, please smile back at me. Just, yeah. I, I, I just, I yeah, I need to feel loved. <laughs> but do do you notice that you get more love the further out of a city you run? Because yeah, I probably. Do. Yeah, along like the canal path, your smile ratio yeah. will increase as the the further out you, towards Bath. And not even Hampton, just smile ratio. Like like you'd go. I go from being in a city. Like if I run around Bath, I'll get like maybe the merest hint of a nod, mm-hmm. and, and that's it. Get onto the canal path. And I'll get a wave. The further out I go towards Bravon and Avon, like if I'm getting right out to Bravon and Avon, I'll get morning. You know, yeah. Oh, I love, well I love that. I love that. You actually get that. Can I? Can Come, I ask you actually? What's the? How do I get to the uh... strange running gate you've got there? Yeah. <laughs> Just like what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I think that that's very fair. Like, the times when I get most irritated are running along the. Um, canal path in the in the center of of Bath, like as central as you can go. There, mm-hmm. I th- th- yeah, that's where I get the least smiles to smile ratio. Yeah, yeah. My, fr- my frown to smile ratio is high <laughs> there, and it makes me <laughs> yeah. feel insecure. It's my own thing. I'm very aware. This is my no, problem, and it's, it's my not- brain. But I just would like I would appreciate being smiled back at, so that I feel like part of the club. I think that's fine. And also, do you know, the other thing is judging when to smile. And I think this has come and bit me on the ass before where I have 
seeing someone coming towards me and I thought it's a bit like seeing a friend from afar and mm. when do you acknowledge that when do you, when you wave? start waving yeah. when do you say hello <laughs> when you when you know that they can't hear you do do you do an Esther and just look down at your boots until the very last second and then look up yeah, or, I, or are me. you much more Holly based? Yeah, as I start I smiling, sort of, <laughs> sort of, uh, you know, a hundred meters Miles away. Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and sometimes do case, a little jog up to so that I, I don't, do it, so do that I don't have to be smiling. And sometimes <laughs> I even do ridiculous things, like sort of stretch my arms out in an embrace when I'm far away. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Has that ever resulted in the wrong person running into your embrace? Oh, God, no. But when I was a child, I'm sure, I definitely hugged other people's legs and thought they were my mum's. Oh, I did that. Yeah, yeah. classic. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but so um, I know I know that to my cost, when I've seen runners coming towards me, I have I looked up, looked at them too early or too yep. late. Yep. So I've seen women particularly smile at me and I have met their eyes too late to smile back. Yeah, maybe that's just what's happening. So some, sometimes that, that happens, yeah. It's just maybe a complicated I'm dance, there. I think. Yeah, it is a complicated dance because those people are probably actually the more natural people in the situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am coming across that I'm just sort of staring down and baring my teeth at somebody <laughs> until they smile back at me. <laughs> yeah, and I have to say, after I've run probably around the 10 mile mark I find it really difficult to smile so I'm not entirely sure what my face is doing when yeah, I'm trying to smile I might just be grimacing at I that point of people yeah. yeah and they and might just be just going, going mm, bloody hell oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what an unfriendly woman I just passed who's grimacing at me <laughs> I only I only had one more annoyance and Tell I'm me. really really scared about bringing it up. Oh go for it. Well, I'm a bit nervous about the one I just brought up because I think it's made me sound like a bit a bit predatory. Tell me about mm. yours. <laughs> right, okay. Actually, I've got two more annoyances, but I think I'm going to save one for the next podcast. Go for it. So so the kind of the penultimate one is right, you've said basically runners that don't smart. I've said tourists and I'm now going to say pedestrians <laughs> so this yeah. is a horrible thing so and it is it's fair it's in my room 101 as a runner it's pedestrians oh, civilians <laughs> it's basically all people yeah. um, so, but it's essentially it's it's and I, I don't know if this is a uniquely me phenomenon and I wonder if it's something to do with me but say you're running along a pavement and you're running to the on the left of that pavement mm-hmm. um so uh, on the left of the pavement is houses, on the right of the pavement is road, right? Yeah. You're running along the left like a good girl. Say there are some pedestrians coming towards you and they are walking on the right-hand side of their pavement. So that you're walking in the you're same kind on of a collision track, course. Yeah. On a collision course. Um, what I find... No, 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 no. I set this up wrong. If you're walking on the left and they're walking on the on the left as well, so not in a collision course, I find quite often that those pedestrians weave towards me so they are on a collision course, expecting me to then move out of their way. Yeah. Do you ever yeah, get that? I do it's know what you so mean. It's so weird. I have it quite a lot. It feels like it feels like I'm they're sort of magnetically drawn to my side of the road. Yeah, and then you're having to sort of slalom around. Yeah. And then they Yeah. So it's like if you'd have just stayed where you were, then we could have crossed paths fine. Like normal people. Yeah. 
So that happens to me quite a lot. And I wonder if, do I have some kind of force field that I'm bringing people into the, and I get looked at as well, like in a big cross look, if I have to kind of move out of people's ways at the last minute, because they've weaved in front of me. I just think, yeah, that's poor. People are idiots. People with people without brains. People without brains. I I I have it coming. Do you ever have it from the from the the rear? If you pardon the expression, <laughs> if you're coming up behind someone that you're trying desperately to kind of gently overtake them, it, in and, a, and they yeah, swerve, and they swerve, yeah. and they're going in front of you, and then you have to do that th- thing where you're kind of it must must feel intimidating when you're kind of approaching somebody from behind and heavy heavy breathing really, behind them. You then have to do a bit of a do si to get yeah, around them. Yeah, to get around them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so in room 101 are yeah, yeah. people who swerve yes. around the pavement. Yeah. Uh, people who don't smile, but mm-hmm. only if they're, you know, s- standard average runners who are just yeah. choosing to be arseholes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what what's the your first one? Uh, oh, oh being asked for direction. Yeah, Tourist. being asked for direction. Yeah. That's the ultimate sin we've yeah. discussed today. Absolute bastards. And then next week, we can discuss my ultimate bugbear. Mm. Da, da, da. <laughs> oh, and we'll have to, you'll have to tune in to find out <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah. And let us know yours with yes. WR Podcast at anthem.co.uk yeah I want to know what people hate <clears throat> yeah, yeah I hate quite a lot of things I think we've really it really is only tip of the iceberg today there's there is so much that can rile me yeah. and sometimes sometimes that's to do with running that's, oh I'm gonna something. go away and I'm really gonna think hard about my things I'm gonna yeah. have I'm gonna really have a luxurious time telling people about it Oh, I God, love and getting I'm so it. I desperate love getting to tell annoyed. you my worst one. I'm so desperate to say it. <laughs> but I'm going to have to hang fire. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Yay! Oh, more slag offs next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our first supporters on Patreon. For the price of a coffee, a very cheap coffee, you'll have our undying adoration and a couple of exclusive perks too. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running and join our gang. Happy running. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.